know, we've all cried and laughed. And, and I think that you can only do that when you're feeling safe in the group that you're sharing that space with. I just remember that on the plane ride home, I was just journaling like as much as possible and trying to capture as much of like the feeling and the emotions and the insights and all the stuff. Cause I knew that once I got back to regular life, like I, I'd remember it and I would hold it, but regular life was going to happen. This episode gives you an inside look at the Soul Body Women's Retreat of October 2018 with special guests straight from the retreat itself and gives you a little taste of what a five-night immersion retreat can do for you. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Embody Podcast, a show about remembering and embodying your true nature, inner wisdom, embodied healing, and self-love. My name is Candace Wu, and I'm a holistic healing facilitator, intuitive coach, and artist sharing my personal journey of vulnerability, offering meditations and guided healing support, and having co-creative conversations with healers and wellness practitioners from all over the world. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Embody Podcast. It's really great to have you here. I wanted to give you just a quick update about where I am. Right now I am sitting watching the sunset on the coast of Costa del Sol, which is on the southern coast of Spain. I'm a bit outside of Marbella, between Malaga and Marbella in this little village called Benalmadena. I have been in Spain for a few weeks. It has been a really interesting experience. I love Spain because of the character, the little villages, and um, just this small town feel set right in the mountains and the water here. I love the food, the tapas, and also the language, which I'm still learning Spanish. Um, it's tricky to communicate sometimes because I don't know that much I can say more than I can hear because people often speak really quickly for me, but um, I'm enjoying that learning process. It has been a bit tricky to go from place to place in search of a more long-term stay. And for me, long-term is like over a month. I'd like to stay uh, with my partner here for about six weeks at this point. It's coming down to five now, but... Um, Finding a place here is not as easy as it was in Chiang Mai, Thailand, when I was there. Here, most people want long-term stays or it's looking at Airbnbs. But I think that in some other places that more nomadic people are, like Tarifa, there will be something for us. I've been able to do a little bit of riding, horseback riding, and that's been wonderful. But what happened during my second ride was... I wasn't used to this very large horse and uh, also not used to cantering. So the combination of the two went a little too quickly for my lesson and I ended up falling off twice, which is really interesting to fall and to know the mechanics in a sense um, of the nervous system and how the nervous system might be taking it or what I might need in that experience to help my nervous system not uh, hold this in as traumatic and to let that whatever um, fear response in my body to complete so that I don't take that with me and into the next experience. So I spent some time working with 
the falls and they weren't too bad, which is good. But um, at some point I would like to work with another practitioner, a fellow practitioner or a colleague or someone I can find out here to just uh, do a little extra work with it to make sure that that's resolved because I did feel a lot of fear come up. I did work with my own healing coach and in not specifically somatic ways, but what came up afterwards was a lot of uh, past life trauma, actually. And some people have asked me, how do I know it's a past life trauma? Uh, I don't really know until I know. And I had this sort of sense of why am I so terrified? Why is this bringing up so much fear? It's like seemed like more fear than than was warranted. But um, when I was working with my healer, um, it came up and she had asked me, do you feel like this is from a past life? And as soon as I said yes, like all this emotion just like flooded my body and moved through, which was very validating to the fact that it did seem like a past life. I'd love to talk about this experience a little more in the in a future podcast and I'm working that up right now. But I just wanted to give you a little sense of what I've been doing here beyond horseback riding and adjusting and trying to find a place. I've been still podcasting and working with my clients one-on-one online as well as just taking in the scenery here and enjoying um, actually all the unexpected things that are happening, including just this big dog walking up to me at the moment as we speak. He's uh, one of the dogs that lives on this property. So all sorts of spontaneous and unpredictable things here um, do trigger me a lot. And uh, it's just quite an adjustment every time I go to a new place to work with whatever comes up and to release even more attachment to the things that I am attached to. I had said it in my newsletter, I I will not sacrifice uh, the timing of working with my clients and the internet quality as I'm working with them online. And so a lot of these unexpected things seem to rub up against that. And I even had a flight cancellation recently, which uh, threw off my entire schedule by three days. And I worked around my clients to figure out the next flight. So um, it's quite an adventure and an ongoing learning. So aside from my adventures here and my travels, I want to share about the Soul Body Women's Retreat, which happened a couple of weeks ago. I um, am just so happy to be able to share this with you and that some of the retreat members are going to be a guest on this podcast. They have given me their feedback and it's lovely to hear especially given what I intended for this retreat and what we all wanted coming into the retreat. So let's talk about the retreat. The retreat was six days and five nights right inside Zion National Park. It was literally inside the park set in the mountains on a private property with a villa uh, owned by a couple named Hank and Angie, and it was called True North Villa. I loved the name of the villa because uh, the theme about it was that that everyone find their own true north and that every north that you find is true to you, which is 
was exactly what this whole retreat was about. It was about finding yourself, being in alignment with you and living from the space of your own mystery and magic, your own light and brilliance. So already from the beginning, it was synchronous and just touching. And as we stepped into the villa, there was... There were tons of drums of all kinds, crystals everywhere. Like, I can't even believe how many crystals were there. Every corner of the space was touched with um, beauty. I chose this space very intuitively, and something in me just knew when I saw the pictures of the place that this would be just right. Something about the bridging of Hopi tribe as well as Mormons in that area in the history of Zion National Park, the bridging of consciousness and religion, the diversity of those two cultures together brought a a very special meaning to the place. And it felt like an incredibly rich um, land. It was very red. So it brought us right to the root of our bodies where um, that depth and richness of land and earth in connection with sky, in connection with our spirituality, our body and spirit. Um, So soul body was the name of the retreat. And part of this theme was that we work with all the aspects of the soul, all of soul karma or the tendencies of who we are over history, past life, as well as ancestry, um, to complete what's there only what's necessary in order for us to be truly in touch and aligned with our spirit spirit which is clear of any soul history and desire that's based in past experience and is very present and creative in in this moment so this earth and sky magical place this these mountains and um, open air just lent itself to the magic of the healing and transformation that each of the women wanted on this retreat. I set up this retreat in a really special way. I wanted each woman to bring their specific intentions, and I had a consultation with each one of them prior to the retreat so that they could share with me where they were in their life and what they wanted, what they struggled with, and who they wanted to be what they desired out of the retreat. And I think that was incredibly fruitful because by the time everyone arrived, it was as if I already had a pulse on who they were and what they wanted. And in that way, each woman co-created this retreat and we developed the collaboration synchronously over the time we spent together. You know, obviously the fact that you had kind of a pre-session with everybody was really awesome because it, it, allowed everybody to, A, I mean, for the people that don't know you, it allows them to get comfortable with you. It allows them to um, ask you whatever questions they might have. And I think it allows you to figure out, you know, where they're at and what they need. So over the course of the six days, we had time for yoga to support our bodies and movement. We talked about um, spirituality and the universe and how we manifest, how our bodies give expression to the intentions that are underneath both conscious and unconscious. We had meditation experiences right inside of the mountains and in caves. We took adventures in the leisure time. 
where we got to go hiking or climb Angel's Landing, which is this um, steeper mountain that you can go up where they say that angels land. I don't know how I even came across Angel's Landing as a hike. I was probably Googling things to do in Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just had this overwhelming sense that I needed to be there. And so, as you know, became slightly obsessed with <laughs> getting on everyone on board the um, the Angel's Landing bus to go there. So, yeah, I mean, it was just such for me, um, I think being there yesterday was confirmation that I was meant to be there. It was a a spiritual experience for me. Um, just being there in the energy of the place, just the magnificence, the beauty of the place is just breathtaking and mind-blowing. Um, moment of camaraderie and bonding, it was just like a shared experience, which I think we'll all remember for different reasons maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was amazing. And um, just being there was just confirmation that I knew I was meant to be there. I think some things in life, the people that you meet, or if you're called, be, you know, if you're called to go somewhere or, you know, um, experience something and you can't quite put your finger on it. I think that's just, for me, it was just another <sighs> evidence or another sign that sometimes you just need to trust in your, you know, your inner nudges. Yeah. To follow that. Right. That follow your inner GPS because you never know where it's going to lead you to. Um, and I think that, you know, I followed my inner delight, you know, my, my body just filling up with joy and excitement and, um, and that was really, you know, um, being there at the top of Angel's Landing, I, I knew why. Some people took their leisure time to walk around the area of the villa, which had a medicine wheel. It had um, a labyrinth and you could go to very private hikes and caves right in that area. And... The deepest part of our work was spent doing family constellations, healing work, as well as constellations with parts of ourselves and dialoguing with different parts, as well as working with the body in more straightforward somatic ways to develop resilience and capacity to feel more, to feel both joy and the challenges, the challenging emotions that are inside. And each person got a chance to have specific time within the group and with the group interaction in a constellation or in a certain experience that highlighted their personal healing and their desires, which gave way to um, some very powerful transformation for each of them in their own way. Some people came in with desires to feel more at ease in themselves and trust themselves. Some people came in wanting to work with a feeling of loneliness that they have and some um, deaths that had been in their lives, but um, the trajectory of their lives moving more towards health and what they desire and what they want. And others worked with money issues and uh, releasing and sorting some past experiences that interfered with their daily life and stepped more into the independent, power, empowered self that they are, that they know they are, and that they wanted to cultivate more of. A lot of the work was deep and 
meaningful, but we also kept it light and played and had spontaneous times of drumming and dancing or um, just laughing together. And a huge part was the food that was inspired by Ayurvedic cooking by Robin Fisher. She is a massage therapist, an Ayurvedic practitioner. Robin came on the trip to cook for us and to bring nourishment on many different levels, not just food levels, but um, supporting us in all ways and also being a part of the retreat, a part of the healing and healing sessions, yoga and meditation. She incorporated our different doshas and the needs of each of our bodies, plus the climate, the surroundings, and what we were doing in order to bring delicious meals for us, which were just so special to eat together and eat mindfully and taste such wonderful tastes in the midst of nourishing ourselves spiritually and physically. So some of the themes that I'm reflecting on that came up during the retreat were birthing and loving yourself, mother energy and healing, some pain and aloneness of men that came up in the healing process, our shadow sides, connection and loneliness experiences, completion, going beyond the soul karma and into spirit, into freedom and truth, money and the love that we want, the abundance that we want, releasing, sorting, and selecting what we want to take with us forward, letting the fire within and outside of us transform, lightness and play. We also talked about the doshas, the different levels of our physiology and how our beliefs take form and give expression to our energetic and physical bodies and how we can tap into the most powerful healing inside of ourselves to transform the outer world around us for our lives and for the world. The whole experience to me was like creating this beautiful, magical, sacred space, almost like a womb that held us in um, in loving compassion and in witness so that whatever needed healing could come through and whatever transformation each person wanted could shine in into the light. Speaking of womb, we even had a chance, some of us, to go to the um, Yoni Cave, which was right around the corner from the villa. And this cave, I think it's just nicknamed the Yoni Cave because it looks like a vagina and even it offshoots into two little side, like um, crevices. And those seem like fallopian tubes. So we did a little bit of a meditation inside of the Yoni Cave. You can actually check out that meditation on feminine power and creativity uh, posted in the Embody community on Facebook. It's just a little taste of leisure time that we spent on the retreat and that's with permission by the retreat members so you can check that out at the Embody community and we looked at all the different belief sets of who we are that seem to be coming up for us to reveal and to move and transcend so after the retreat I felt so uh, embodied and more in myself more like myself and in talking with 
each of the retreat members, I got a variety of feedback from I felt my acid reflux go away after two days to I'm feeling so confident that I'm moving forward. I'm so inspired to take the next step in my business. Um, I'm revitalized and rejuvenated to take the steps I want to in my life to uh, other experiences where people felt like they broke into some very deep parts of themselves that they may want some more healing with. And I think that's all part of the process um, to hold space for all of those different parts of us, the inspired as well as the grieving. And I'm just so glad that each of these women were able to bring themselves vulnerably and expose their hearts so that they could reach for what they wanted. So I want to give you a chance to hear their feedback. This is uh, some of their feedback from the retreat at the end of it, as well as in the days after. So um, without further ado, let's talk to some of the retreat members. What have you found for yourself here in terms of growth? What have you uncovered and what makes it different for you? It's hard to explain or articulate, but I think that um, just your unique blend of energy work and just how you, just your, the true essence of the work that you do is very unique. You blend in a lot of different modalities, which um, for me has certainly um, been a, a learning experience as well and a bit of an eye opener. So a lot of your modalities I wasn't even aware of, like family constellations. I just knew yeah. that um even intuitively that the you know the ancestral healing was something that perhaps was something that I needed to look at because as you said that I have done so much work on myself um in terms of what I can control you know positive affirmations mm -hmm. um going to self-development programs meditation yoga um and I just knew on a soul level that was probably something deeper that was perhaps showing up in my life that I wasn't even conscious of and so therefore being at this retreat has <laughs> has really helped to really dive deeper beyond those layers um, in a way that's very unique and that I can't even describe. I'll probably leave so everyone hard. else to go to the retreat to <laughs> experience it for themselves. And in fact, Yana, who was on the retreat was, as well, you know, we were road trip buddies on the way down and she said, I asked her, tell me a bit more about the retreat. And she just said to me, you have to experience it for yourself. And so... That was good for me just to go in with um, open an open mind, um, an open heart and experience it for yourself. Because I'm sure everyone has their own experiences because everyone comes in with their own stories and their own needs um, for what they are looking to, to you know, come out of the retreat with. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't really want to compare, I just wanted to, you know, just experience it and, and, and go from there. How have you found the family constellations work? Family constellations is powerful. It's amazing to to know and experience that healing can happen regardless of what is happening in the quote unquote real world with the other players that might be involved in a family situation mm -hmm. um, that my own exploration of those topics and experience of them is, is enough to heal. 
I think that's really powerful. Mm. And again, it's great to have uh, such a safe space that allows me to feel vulnerable enough to really tap into a lot of those scenes that on maybe a more day-to-day basis can be really tough to look at and tough to uncover and unearth, um, you know, particularly alone and particularly without those sorts of tools and, and skills. So it's been really powerful and, and quite unlike anything that I've experienced in, you know, traditional talk therapy. Um, you said something earlier this morning about how that sort of work might be re-traumatizing because you just use very verbal processes and you you kind of circled around the same stories and and nothing really changes, nothing's transformed. And constellation work feels transformative. And as I mentioned before, different women had different ideas and intentions, different desires coming to, into this retreat. Here are some of those desires. I mean, I, I felt different, you know, before I came on the retreat. And that's why I wanted to go. I felt like I had made some like really good changes, but now I feel like they're much more clear. And I have a better kind of sense of um, who I am and what I want and what's important. And, um, you know, I just, feel more empowered to like manifest the things that are important to me. You know, I'm on the verge of a new relationship and I really wanted to deal with approaching that mindfully and in a way that I won't lose myself. And I feel, you know, that's all kind of just happening very naturally. At the same time, like this kind of this new sort of philosophy on it and this new kind of um, desire of how to, how to be and how to show up as my own individual self and and maintain that um it's it feels it's very easy it's not like i have to put forth the effort or be constantly like thinking about it i think the work i did in the retreat has really helped me sort of solidify that that's kind of my new way of being without having to be super cognizant of that all the time or, or feel like i'm trying to change myself i feel like i'm just changed and so what did you come in wanting Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And I have an idea and I want to hear from you now. So um, I'm I'm kind of on the cusp of, you know, a pivot point in terms of my life, both professionally and personally. And, you know, I guess I'm looking for uh, some extra clarity around how I navigate through that um, and some blocks on the personal front. So that's what I was looking to come into the retreat to, you know, learn some extra tools, do a lot more self-inquiry. beyond what I already am aware of, you know, how to do it, different methods. Yeah. Um, take things deeper, as I said, be open to new techniques um, and really just, you know, continue to evolve and expand myself. That's really why I'm here. And always the, one of the reasons why I go in these retreats is obviously to do yoga because I need it right now. Um, work is very stressful. So there's, there's that piece where selfishly, I, you know, I want to relax Um you know, come to a beautiful place like where we are now is just amazing um, and enjoy that space and environment around us. But, you know, to engage with some like-minded souls, but also to expand. Absolutely. And have you, what do you feel will change for you as you move forward and what will you take from the experience? Yeah, just, um, I guess, a new and different way of thinking, just to add to my existing Sam toolkit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Your existing what? Sam toolkit. <laughs> I know that you're in some transitions in your life or possible ones or that they're emerging. Mm-hmm. Um, 
with your purpose, with career, with who you are? How do you feel or imagine that your life's going to shift from what we've uh, transformed here or unearthed or um, tuned into? Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me is that regardless of the material outcomes of where I end up in my in um, the next few years in my life, I'm I'm considering a big career change. And I think regardless of whether I, you know, quit the day, the day job tomorrow and throw myself right into entrepreneur into entrepreneurial practices or um, you know, kind of take a little bit of time to feel it out and dip my toes into it a little bit more sm- uh, slowly. I think that regardless of, of whatever I end up choosing, I know that I'll be making that decision from a place of, again, really self-love and self-respect. Um, I, I, in the past, whenever I've thought about these, you know, big life decisions, there's a lot of self-judgment that comes with that and a lot of fear and anxiety around not making the right decision and not feeling like, um, I have enough to be successful in whatever I'm choosing. And it, it's become really real for me over the last few days that I can choose and I can make anything I want to work. And I really believe that for the first time. That really feels feasible and real and not just, you know, uh, some some mantra that I'm saying to myself over and over with, with empty meaning. Um, so that's wow. huge for me. Yeah. <laughs> that's huge for anyone. <laughs> totally. So I, I guess you could boil it down to a, a greater sense of confidence and more energy and invigoration. Wow. Um, I, I've also had the pleasure of, you know, meeting all sorts of really great knowledgeable people on the retreat who have given me all sorts of really great practical advice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm transitioning into practicing astrology full time. And, um, of course I do a lot of birth chart readings for individuals and, um, I'm, you know, starting to market myself for those skills, but I've had all sorts of people on the retreat suggest that I do things like YouTube videos and community workshops and, uh, free live readings on social media and, and all sorts of cool strategies that oh, I hadn't considered, fun. but I now am, am excited about and it doesn't seem scary. It seems fun and exciting and full of possibility. For some, the food was a very important aspect, especially Robin, who cooked for us. So let's hear a little bit from Robin. So I'd love to hear from you. How was it for you? And what did you, what was your intention coming in the retreat? Yeah, thank you. Um, it was it was very interesting because I looked at it as, you know, one of my first big adventures professionally. Um, I've done cooking Ayurvedically the last three or four years, but not at this scale. So it was, it was definitely a challenge um, that I was excited to confront. But uh, yeah, I, my intention was made clear when you asked what our intentions were in, on the first night. So that was very helpful for me to just kind of sit with, you know, yeah, why am I here just for a moment to slow down and think about it? But yeah, in this time and place in uh, our existence, I, was, I really feel that I'm drawn to nourish women and, um, 
in all that that can mean um, mentally and physically. And um, having the chance to kind of slowly help um, the women of the retreat kind of learn what it looks like, what it tastes like to um, eat season seasonally um, and holistically was really special um, because once once I've gained the you know the base skills of cooking Ayurvedically, um, it really opened me up to um, to work with my intuition and not necessarily be really strict with recipes, which I think most cooks understand that they've hit a new level when it's not like, okay, it has to be perfect and it has to be this specific amount. And it's more about being a part of the food and tasting, continuously tasting. It feels like my essence was becoming more of the food than I ever have experienced before. So that was really, really fun. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. I heard a lot of comments from... Um, from the members of the retreat saying, wow, I just loved how Robin was stirring that <laughs> stew. <laughs> it was like she was like doing it so deliciously and um, relaxed. And it seemed like it really left an imprint on people. Yeah, which is hilarious because, um, you know, I was, I was, was taking all of my energy to really stay focused on the task at hand and not kind of freak out about what I had to do next for the next meal. Like, you know, cause, um, having a whole week of meals to think about it, like, and just kind of play around with this fun to a certain degree. <laughs> um, but there's only so much mental space for it. And so I really was able to sit back with my own breath work, um, <laughs> which, yeah. um, which I also learned while I was learning Ayurvedic cooking and everything um, because I didn't really do a lot of supportive breathing for most of my life. And so knowing that breathing and body mechanics and all of the things that I learned that help support me in massage therapy are complete, like completely transferable to cooking. What energy do you bring to the room? Um, it can be like, oh, I have to cook for seven people all week and it's just like so much work. Or like, oh, what can I create here today? You know, and like realizing mm -hmm. that I had I had a certain amount of control over how I was going to experience the retreat. Um, and it didn't have to be something that happened to me having body mechanics is just like so supportive just like if you're cutting up like a pile of vegetables you know multiple times a day you know and if you're like all like um super inward and not fully breathing and just clenching like all of that energy is going into the food as well and i and i really didn't want the anxiety that um i can feel when in a unfamiliar situation to be ingested it took more focus than I've ever really used um, to make sure that that was the, the nourishment and love was going into food rather than fear and anxiety. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was cool what you did too with each meal, you made suggestions or offering offerings that, um, 
did go with each person's dosha or a suggestion that, you know, if they're feeling a little more heat or if they are this specific dosha, they might add in more cilantro to cool or this add in more of this to feel more warmed inside. So um, that was neat to have those choices, that information for everyone. Yeah, I think that's been the most helpful thing is understanding that you can make a base that's good for everyone and then having the sides that cool or heat or make it more oily or dry. And you can really ad- adjust a, a dish um, for each person. And they once they can understand what they need, they can do it themselves. And to give you a taste of what people tasted from the delicious meals, here are just some thoughts about how the food was incorporated into this retreat. Food was wonderful because, A, I mean, the, the person who created it was with us. So it, it just kind of made it all the more sort of inclusive. And knowing that we were eating sort of this holistic, you know, base food that was coming from this place of love, it was just so good. And, and you know, it was you know, kind of in this cold place. And a lot of the food was very like, warm and filling. and um, it just felt nourishing. I know that that kind of was her goal was to create like this nourishing environment. And it really did. And it really made it because, you know, it's also it's it's a mind body connection, right? So making sure that you're, you know, doing being, you know, physically active, eating, filling your body with with good, wholesome food, you know, that's important, too. It's nice to have healthy, flavorful food. Um, that's nourishing you it's like nourishing you from a physical perspective but also for me like food is (laughs) I love food so it's almost like nourishing your soul as well so you know you're doing a lot of deep inner work and you've got yoga and it's almost like that food helps to nourish that you know that fuel that spiritual fuel um and I just think that you know being Ayurvedic food is very congruent with just the the retreat There are things about the retreat that just cannot be described, and some of those things include the conversations and experiences that happen during the off times of the workshops, during leisure times, or during dinner and in in between spaces, the ones that uh, were deeply profound and integrating and sometimes incredibly connecting. So um, here are some other thoughts from people about what they received on the retreat. What do you feel like you got out of it this this year? You know, especially since you had had all that experience last time and um, you've grown so much from that. Yeah, well, the reason I wanted to go and, and what I really do feel that I got out of it is that I feel like recently I've made a couple of changes in, in my life and sort of the way I've been looking at things and dealing with some stuff. I mean, specifically for me, I was kind of trying to close the door on some things of the past. And I really feel... Like I got to do that in a very um, mindful and productive and supportive way in a way that I could kind of come home kind of refreshed and felt like I was ready to start kind of almost like a new chapter. Can you say more about, you know, what you were not so sure about and how it ended up being? Because I think it was a very unique experience. It, It definitely was. I mean, I think in general, a lot of family constellation works deals a lot with families and, you know, resolving, you know, maybe some 
unconscious issues you might have with your family systems. And I, that doesn't happen to be an area of contention for me. I happen to have like an amazing um, support system with my family. And I didn't feel like there were any specific areas I needed to address in that. And so, but you were able to really adjust it. So it was my internal family system that we focused on, which was really, really, really cool to sort of watch the different parts of myself come alive, which was really a unique spin on it that I've never seen. I've never experienced something like that, you know, either as a participant or as a center focus. And, um, but it worked. It totally worked. Yeah, it's uh, it was really cool to to work on the different inner parts of you in that. And I think what also I got from what you wanted was you wanted an empowering experience. You wanted something transformational that brought you forward and not looking backward and something to support you in feeling into this great path that you were already launching yourself into. Yeah, totally. And I was a little nervous that like, I'd have to go back and deal with the past. And I didn't feel like that was really necessary. So I was like, how are we going to do this? But, you know, that's what right. I think is so special about you as, as a you know retreat leader. You're so good at um, adjusting to the needs of each individual person on, on the trip and, and honoring their experience and honoring their specific needs. Because obviously, I mean, we're all different individual mm -hmm. people going through different individual thing. And it's not a one size fits all model. And that I think is a very challenging thing to do. And you do it with, with so much ease and grace and, and respect. And that was really awesome. Okay, there's just a little bit more. Elena, you said this, that speaking on this podcast was part of your process or part of your growth step as well and this opportunity. Um, and I heard you on Angel's Landing the other day. I have something to prove to myself. Yeah. <laughs> is that, what is this about for you? I think a couple things. So I, I realized yesterday on this, this long, intense, strenuous hike that we were doing that I was very nervous about doing beforehand, how much of my life I live, I, I have lived dictated by fear. And that experience of climbing up this steep mountain with, with nothing but chains supporting us at, at several points um, was really an exercise in coming from a place beyond fear and and being able to feel it and perhaps transcend it in a way and work through it and see it as constructive and a tool for growth. And one thing that has always been very scary for me is uh, speaking publicly, communicating openly and vulnerably with others. And so I really wanted to challenge myself to speak on this podcast segment and really wanted to challenge myself also to speak openly and vulnerably without any sort of notes or, you know, talking points or a script. And so that's exciting for me. And I was just saying to Candice as we paused the audio that that wasn't so bad. It's uh -huh. nice to be able to share like this. It's it's yeah. fun. And I feel it's good to be able to express and, and be open about that and not scared. Wow. You really overcame. I don't know if I like the word overcome and overcame. Sure. Maybe that's it for you. I don't know. But you, you moved through that fear. Right. Right. I'm I'm not scared of being scared any longer. I can work I can oh. work with fear. It can be perhaps I'm not in a place yet where I am able to see it as a constructive tool, but it's not obstructive any longer. Mm -hmm. It's not a roadblock yes, in your path. It's, definitely. 
something different yet to be determined. <laughs> something to work with. Yeah. Yeah. yeah in some way. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How have you mm-hmm. felt here and what has been good for you here? Yeah. So obviously Candice, I was telling you that I just feel that it's almost like this whole retreat has synchronicity just written all over it. Um, and I, I, to be honest, I was just blown away by just the space that you, you were drawn to. Um, is it North Star Villa? True North. Oh, True North. That's yeah. it. Thank you. Um, in, uh, you know, Zion National Park. It's, first of all, the surrounding is, is just stunning. You're surrounded by the mountains. Um, so, you, you know, that's the view you wake up to every morning. Um, the fact that it's surrounded by crystals is just a beautiful energy about this place. So much love has gone into this this environment by the owners. Um, and that kind of warms my heart. It's got a lot of character, a lot of love. And I think that, you know, the love of the owners that they've put into this place kind of exudes that energy, right? And so therefore it's a really perfect environment i believe for you to to hold your retreat it had everything all the props you could have imagined you know bongo drums know. drums crystals wind chimes you know a labyrinth a, you know a medicine well it's just it's almost like you had visualized your perfect um retreat location mm-hmm. <laughs> and the universe had kind of delivered it to you mm-hmm. in the middle of a, a national state park it was just it's just oh, yeah. um, pretty mind-blowing What I found is that the space for deeper transformation can feel safe given the right circumstances. When you feel that you're held in a safe space, that all emotions are held in this space and also supported. And when we acknowledge and respect everything that comes through, no matter how quote unquote weird people find it to be, which to me, nothing's really that weird, but I really appreciated what people said about the safety of the retreat and what they felt in relation to me and others on the retreat. Here are some of those thoughts. What have you been doing on this retreat that's been meaningful for you? The retreat has been a really good opportunity for me to rest, connect, and reprioritize. I've had a really great time um, meeting everyone else that's here, really great time exploring nature and exploring the connection to nature, um, reintegrating with myself and learning about all different sorts of healing modalities and energy work and picked up a lot of really practical skills that I can bring back for uh, my own personal use when I go back home. I really appreciate that there's been a space that's cultivated here that's really special and that's really unique and that really can't be replicated elsewhere. That's really magical. But we've also been learning, yeah, all sorts of different skills and practices that can be used in everyday life. So a really great mix of both. But what have you found as a tool or um, thing that you felt like, yeah, I couldn't really take that home with me to use in my daily life? Yeah, I think the biggest single most like practical skill is probably the um, resourcing technique that you went over with us this morning, actually. So I'm someone that tends to get very, you know, overwhelmed and activated in stressful situations. And I tend to go to a place of um, just getting stuck in negative emotions and um, feeling really down on myself because of that. And I think the resourcing technique that we talked about is really cool because 
it's something that you can use regardless of where you are, regardless of what's going on around you. And it's something that you can really do for yourself. And I think that that's been a big theme throughout the retreat. Um, it's bigger than, than self-love, I think, which is something that gets um, thrown around a lot in all different sorts of practices. I, I would say that really what I've honed in on the past few days has been self-respect and, and trust in oneself. Um, knowing that was something like uh, resourcing, I, I don't need to go elsewhere. I don't need to um, turn to any anything else or another practitioner, but uh, that I have all the tools I need within myself and whatever environment I'm in to mm. nourish myself and, and bring myself to a better place when I'm feeling activated. So I'm really optimistic about the way that I'm going to be able to use that going forward. Another really big and related theme that has become really real for me over the past few days is coming from a place of self-love and nourishment in in resourcing and taking myself to the next level and in healing. Um, I, again, would tend to use a very sort of abrasive approach and almost tried to, you know, beat a lot of different messages into myself, which, you know, is, is, is counterintuitive or counterproductive, I should say. Yeah. Um, and I think that for the first time in my life, I'm really feeling the impacts of coming from a place of nourishment and, and love for oneself. Oh, wow. Um, I, you know, I've heard those words in a lot of different situations and in a lot of different contexts, but it's never really resonated within me. But mm-hmm. a lot of the very body-centered exercises that we've done and just, again, creating the space for reflection and um, I think safe um, safe boundary pushing has been really mm. helpful in getting me there. Is there anything else you want to share? I just feel so happy and lucky and honored to get to do these types of things with you, um, especially because like, you know, we do have this unique relationship and that we have done a lot of work together in the past. And we saw each other like weekly, we had this sort of very traditional kind of working relationship. And then you know, you left to go travel the world and pursue your dreams and do all these amazing things. And I didn't know that like, I would get the opportunity to continue doing some of the amazing stuff that I do. And this way of doing it to kind of get to, you know, take a couple days every year and get to spend time with you and, and working on some of the most meaningful pieces of the work that we've done together is just such a cool way to kind of honor it and maintain the best parts of, of, getting to work with you. So I'm just so happy that you do it. And I hope you keep doing them. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so grateful that we get to do that too. It's, it's really cool to um, have that kind of uh, that different kind of relationship at this point. And um, we've, we've gone through so much together and I've seen you through so much of your growth and it's, it's so exciting to see where you are now. What makes a retreat like this a meaningful experience or what makes this different for you? Well, it's totally, it was like five days of intense focus on it. And I just, mm-hmm. I just remember that on the plane ride home, I was just journaling like as much as possible and trying to capture as much oh. of like the feeling and the emotions and the insights and all the stuff. Cause I knew that once I got back to regular life, like I, I'd remember it and I would hold it, but regular life was going to happen and I was going to get busy with work and I was going to get distracted and stresses were going to happen. And you know, it was really an, a way to, you know, because even doing, you know, therapy or, or, you know, this type of work, you know, mixed into your everyday life is obviously very helpful. But to kind of take this time out to specifically focus on it 
makes it so much more powerful. And especially again, being in this place that we were, we had, we were just in this like magical place in the desert with the mountains and crystals and drums. And like, it just turned into this beautiful spiritual experience that, um, you don't, many people don't, I think, have an opportunity to really immerse themselves in like that. And that's, I think, the, the difference. It was very immersive, but not in an overwhelming way and not in, you know, we had downtime, we had time to go hiking, we had time to hang out, we had time to read. It wasn't like it was like all like deep work all the time. You know, it was a nice, a nice mm-hmm. balance and really good oh, food. Oh, good. Is there anything else you want to share about what has been meaningful for you or what, um, nuggets you've received or what pieces of your unearthing came up just very humbling that everyone is just so willing to um be their authentic selves and just to open up to the experience and i think you can only really benefit fully from the retreat if you are if you have the courage and the willingness to open your heart and and um share yourself with others right and to learn Mm -hmm. from each other and I think that's what's added deeper meaning to the exercises that we've been doing is the fact that you have created that self space and that safe space that everyone has felt so comfortable and and invested to getting the best that they can from it you know emotionally as well Mm -hmm. um you know we've all cried and laughed and um and I think that you can only do that when you're you're feeling safe in the group that you're sharing that space with and obviously with a, a retreat leader that's leading the retreat in a way that encourages that so thank you mm. you're welcome mm-hmm. thank you so much yeah i appreciate so much all the women who came on this retreat i'm just um so touched by the experiences that we had and uh, the gratitude that i have for how magical the experience was how beautiful and how healing and how open we all were with each other um, is just something that I will never forget. And I want to send a special thanks to Robin as well as part of that. Um, Her intention was to nourish women, and she absolutely did that. She was wonderful, and I look forward to working with her again. And I also want to give a shout-out to Chris Spiegel, who is my partner. He was on the retreat as well, and in between the boundaries of our work, he was uh, running errands or building an upside-down fire, which is a really cool thing. It's a fire upside-down. Also, he was... um, taking the official photos for the retreat and supporting the tech behind the scenes, um, as well as creating the website design for the retreat altogether and all of the uh, production beforehand. I also want to thank the Earth, Mother Nature, and Sky for holding the space, the physical space for our healing the villa itself, and the owners of the villa, Hank and Angie, all the angels, spirits, and guides, as well as ancestors of each of the people that were um, involved in the retreat and came on the retreat. For all of that was part of our work, and it gave way to the messages that each person received for themselves and the healing that happened inside of their beings and in their bodies. I also want to give a shout out to all the people that supported in some way, whether that was sharing the retreat with a friend, a sister, a loved one, 
or a client or colleague, thank you so much. I appreciate all of the thoughts that you've sent my way about the retreat, the good energy and the referrals. All of that made this possible and I could not have asked for more. So as we close the podcast today, I want to offer just one more thought about retreats. A retreat is so mm, nourishing because you can immerse yourself over time, take time for yourself if the schedule um, allows for that, which this retreat was specifically designed that way, to integrate your experiences, to have um, movement and leisure time, to have deep, meaningful connection and the space to go very deeply with exactly what's happening in your life and to be supported in embodied transformation around that and loving yourself. This retreat reminds me that immersion experiences like this have just an incredible capacity to bring so much life and enjoyment and healing. I encourage you, whether it's my retreat in the future or another retreat that catches your eye, to try something like that because um, if it's the right fit, it can be incredibly powerful. If you'd like to stay tuned to future retreats from me, whether that's a couple's or individual or women's retreat, um, you can stay posted on my website, CandiceWu.com, or sign up for my newsletter at CandiceWu.com slash embody. Wishing you well and uh, just sending all of this peaceful, <laughs> mostly peaceful energy from Spain. Um, just looking out at the cityscape now, it's dark. Uh, you've heard the dogs around me. I hope that wasn't too bothersome. But um, this is just part of the noise set that's here where I am. Thanks so much for joining me and I'll see you next time on the Embody Podcast. <laughs>